Joel tends to say funny My, shit. All, all energy will be going into this. <laughs> frozen. Yeah. Solid. Keep my yeah. hand in this it's, it's position a bit, all It's the a time. bit distracting. Yeah, you don't need to worry about no, no, that. No. Basically, but it's like, it. uh, yeah, it's normally Excellent. Thomas talking anyway. We just sit here listening to him. Okay, cool. It's, so, it's almost like Joel is projecting all, all his worst personality traits on me. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> This is the Very Finished Problems podcast with Joel Willens. Find us at facebook.com slash verifinishproblems. For links to some of the things we discuss on the show and to learn how you can get new episodes directly to your smartphone, please visit verifinishproblems.com. Hello, hello, hello. Joel Willens, creator of Very Finished Problems. Very Finished Problems podcast number... 11 this time. Number 11. Say with such mm-hmm. confidence, Thomas. Yes. And because, yeah, incredibly, yeah. we had about, th- I think we had three months where we didn't do any podcasts. And now we've done like two in a, like literally about a week. Yes. Which this means we, uh, I mean, to anyone not, not uh, use the advertising business, this would mean that we have, have time to fuck around. That's a te- <laughs> technical term. Thanks for that, Thomas. Yes. <laughs> Much like retainer and all these other technical yeah, things yes. you learn about the advertising industry. Absolutely. So yeah, Joel Williams, creative very fresh promise with my co-host Thomas Newbury, and I've nailed the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another special guest uh, this week with another name that I'm having trouble pronouncing, which is, uh, but I've got the first part. So it's Varpo Pur. Yes. Is that wrong or right? Right. Right. Okay. Mm, so yeah, that's a bit generous. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. I it's spent... my first podcast. So. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I got spent six months getting Thomas's name right. He's just got a quite, I mean, the thing about your surname is that it looks like it should be Newberg, but it's pronounced Newbury. So at least yours looks how it should mm. be. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this week we are going to discuss a problem from, from where, what Thomas? Uh, 101 Very Finished Problems, The Foreigner's Guide to Surviving in Finland. Yeah, which yeah. is also Finland's 2017 best-selling non-fiction English language mm, book. Turns Thank out. <laughs> clap for that. Yeah, right. Or it was. Who knows if it really is. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about problem number 46, which is when you don't like strong women. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> Who would not like that? And uh, Varpal's here because she has a blog entitled... Her Finland. Her Finland, which and I presume, uh, which we know you touch upon these sort of issues of bit, how it's, what it's like to be a woman in Finland. Uh, and the, uh, and the, uh, you, can, you can find this blog on the intertubes at, at, at some intertube, address. Yeah. And what, what, what would that be? Yeah, that would be herfinland.com. Excellent. Perfect. So, I mean, there's a certain perception of, of Finnish women. And I think that, of course, that is, is based on fact. I mean, you had, uh, you were the second country in the world to give, give women a vote. So congratulations. Thank well you. done, Thomas. <laughs> what was the first one again? Uh, it's New Zealand. Uh, yes, so I'm taking some right, credit yes. for that because at the time, yes, of I course, think New the Zealand British was part of our so great, great empire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though uh, I think it's also 100 years since uh, British women got the vote. So we were mm-hmm. like 10 years after New Zealand. Uh, you were also the first country in the world to simultaneously have a female president and prime minister. So congratulations again. Although, mm-hmm. as I remember Although, rightly, did yeah, the prime minister... Yeah, didn't she, last. didn't last like 15 minutes because yeah. she got done for bribery, did she? No, I mean, that was... I usually don't vouch for, you know, Keskusta, but I think that was pretty much bullshit. You reckon? Uh, to I my very limited, I, I I wasn't uh, as politically conscious back then, then yeah, but, yeah. but um, you know, yeah. 
So you have form when it comes to, and the World Economic Forum said that Global General Gender Gap Report ranked Finland second behind Iceland, behind the twelve women of Iceland. Mm. So you have form. So what do you? I mean, do you think that's? I mean, as as a Finnish woman, when you go abroad and when you, you know, when you see other other cultures, other nationalities, how, do you think that Finnish women are, you know, strong or? How, how how would you do you think this is a fair representation of how Finnish women are? Well, I do think it's uh, quite nicely put. Uh-huh. I have to say, um, in terms of um, <clears throat> equality, I think it's spot on. Um, in Finland, um, being a woman is is easy. I will get shot for that. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I suppose it depends how you define easy, doesn't it? Yeah, you. What do you mean by that? Like. It, uh, in terms of uh, how much problems in other countries women yeah. have, we have nothing yeah, yeah. compared to that. So, so, um, and what in what ways would you? I mean, how would you compare? Like, so, I mean, even if you could even say it's a generational thing, would you would you think that your your life has been easier or more opportunity than say your mother's, for example? Mm, that's a good question. I do think that uh, the world is smaller now than for the previous generations and that's why I have more opportunities. But my mother always taught me that you can do anything uh, and that's been going on from the legacy of strong women in my family. Oh, so you have a long <laughs> and proud tradition of strong women. Yeah, I have to say we yeah. have. Uh, would you have a long and proud tradition of strong Finnish women in your family? Though? Well, technically I guess so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say. Uh, because I'm, I'm not a woman, I, I don't have that <laughs> perspective. I, no, 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 seriously, though, <laughs> seriously though, I mean, it's it's uh, um, uh, th- there are you know things you can you can uh, be very self congratulatory about uh-huh. in, in Finnish society co- co- concerning like what it's like to be a woman. But but I mean, if you sort of pay attention, you would also notice that the world isn't like quite done yet. And I mean, people do still have to fear, face certain kinds of fears and concerns that um, men probably wouldn't have to face. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, in order not to have these emails, um, any 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 feedback, please send to Joel that we at Inc. <laughs> no, but but seriously, <laughs> I mean, uh, we're also assuming that you're uh, you're healthy and you're Finnish speaking, and you also you're also white. When when you, we have these assumptions about uh, what it's like true. to be a woman in Finland, I, I, I presume. So um, that's true. I'm mat- I mean, we we can. I mean, these generalizations are fair up to a point, but. Yeah, I, I guess it's still it's a moving target. This yeah, sort of I think. I mean, quality. I didn't. I didn't realize when I first came here. My first experience of like the. I mean, even the way I met my wife actually is that I was in a club in South London and uh, I was dancing, and she tapped me on the shoulder and just said, "Buy me a beer." <laughs> like very forthright. So mm. even that, my very first, and I'd never met a Finnish woman before then, and I was like, you know, it was, it was just, it was just, I was looking around. This, this is unusual. It's like I, di- I didn't quite understand what, what, what. If clearly I was like dancing, and clearly, you know, um, you know, not that women never tap me on the shoulder or well, they never asked me to buy them a beer in such a direct fashion before. 
beforehand. So um, that was my first experience. My second experience was when I actually first went to Finland and we went fishing. And I'm from the countryside, as, as, as you may, regular listeners may know. And I spent many a long, pleasant hour fishing when I was a kid. And uh, I asked my wife, then girlfriend, said, oh, do you want to go fishing? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go fishing. But I do forewarn you that I, you know, I'm a bit of a pro. I've been fishing for many years. And she gave me a stick, actually. She gave me a stick with a bit of like... Yeah, you know, a bit of line on it, and I was, and I, and then she stood next to me with her stick, and I was standing on the pier. She was standing on the pier. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. fish after fish was coming out. I was getting nothing, but then what really freaked me out is she just picked them out of a bucket. She went bang, bang, just smashed their heads on rocks, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like in, in England, you basically catch a fish, you put it in a net, and then you let it go. You don't kill. She goes, we're going to eat them. I was like, wow. So to me, it was like some sort of beautiful. Bad. I mean, if you, if you have, if you, kill, like, if you kill animals and they have a lot, lots of stress hormones in them for a prolonged term, they're going to taste worse, I guess. This is, even if, even seeing a woman kill fish uh, with her bare hands. I was like, yeah. wow. Have you killed fish with your bare hands? Yeah, yeah. I'm also from the <laughs> countryside. <laughs> yeah. And my dad hunts, so I know oh, how to killed skin, animals uh, and fish and all sorts of things. <laughs> so that's exactly what I mean about if, yeah. if there's a zombie apocalypse, and I think I mentioned this, I think I mentioned this in the actual problem, yeah. Uh, consequently, if you would choose a woman from any country on earth to get stranded on a desert island with the hope of survival and rescue, a Finnish woman should go top. Not only would they ensure you didn't starve, they'd probably be able to build a raft, a cottage and a sauna too. I, I mean, think that's a fair comment. Yeah. The desert, I'm <laughs> I not sure about accurate. the desert part. <laughs> I mean, the, these like life skills you have in, in Finnish forests, forests might not be very relevant to finding like fresh water in the desert. Don't but. kill the magic, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for, Come on. Yeah, um, so now, I'm pretty sure that a Finnish woman would find a way to kind of harvest uh, the moisture Coconuts. from the night <laughs> mm. and... Uh, capture it with her bra or something. I'm, I'm pretty confident <laughs> yeah, that we can totally. do that. Yeah, Fair I'm on enough. board with that. I'm on board with that. And if the option arose, if it, I mean, no disrespect to British ladies or Irish mm. ladies, uh, because we have Rowan his, uh, 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 should, do you want to say hello? Hello. <laughs> of course, gonna break the fourth wall because that's what we do here. We um, do. Yeah, uh, we have. I was talking about British Isles because we we have we have Uli here today, don't we? Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, British women. I like to include Irish women in this. You know, I don't think I'd want to be stranded on an island with an Irish woman or a British woman. Not no disrespect to them; they're lovely, but I don't think they've got the skills. What do you think? Uh, please send all um, your feedback to I, Joel. I would definitely prefer to be stranded on a desert island with a Finnish woman Thank you. than an Irish woman. <laughs> but I, I also think that um, if I was on a on a desert island with an Irish woman, we would find something to fight about pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think we've managed to have we managed to insult the two nations there in what's good work, good work. So yeah, I think uh, when it comes to survival. Um, Finnish women at the top of the list. But let's hope, and looking from a happier perspective, I mean, let's hope things don't go tits up, that we all just need to have, like, those sorts of survival skills. Yes. You know, how, how do you think that manifests itself on a daily basis, like women being, like, stronger in Finland? Well, I think that, for one, we carry our own stuff. We don't uh, expect to people to <clears throat> kind of be 
mm, opening doors or so right, on. Okay. That's well, of course, we we love it when guys do it, uh-huh. but we Thomas, don't take note. See, <laughs> being a gentleman does yeah, work. But, but I'm, well. I'm going to problematize this this headline right from the yeah. start, like uh, claiming that women are stronger because they're very they get better like stuff equipped. <laughs> They get skills, they get an education that doesn't like strong isn't perhaps the f- most fair word you could use. What here. word would you work, would you use if you were to rewrite my entire book? Uh, probably something like uh, slightly more equal women. <laughs> slightly more equal. Okay, yeah, I mean, have I have that. a pes- pretty no. pessimistic view about this because I, I, I hang out with a lot of people who think very thoroughly about these things. But, but I mean, uh, well, are you implying that I didn't think so really for that one uh, and a half page? Uh, yeah, my may, I may do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Moving on anyway from Thomas's objections. So, uh, so you're saying you don't, so you think it's typical that women don't like doors open for them. They like to, they like to, they don't like the typical things that in some ways, even though it's been- We like, but we don't expect. Right, okay. And mm. then in terms of uh, being strong, I think we are strong in kind of physical sense. Mm, I, that's I true. do think that a lot of uh, Finnish ladies like to work out uh-huh, and true. go Run. to CrossFit all the time. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I do think that, um, well, this kind of uh, generations where you had to um, strive on nothing mm-hmm. uh, mm. has built a legacy of uh, strong women. The sort of Cecil thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like my grand-grandmother who was there with six kids during the war, yeah, doing yeah, everything yeah. like the cows and the yeah, fields yeah. and everything. Cutting holes in ice yeah. to get fish. Yeah, I think definitely it's interesting. If you compared, for example, my grandmother, who comes from, came from quite a bourgeois family in London with servants and and to the, t- I mean, maybe she's not typical, but like if you compare like a, a, the typical British grandmother or great grandmother with a typical British or Finnish grandmother, I think, I think it's fair to say that your grandmother's had it harder. I mean, you know, if you look at Finland and the way it's... Yes, Finland, Finland uh, 100 years ago was a goddamn shithole because there was a civil war here. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, okay, the, the voting rights and stuff were in place and the, uh, and the basic like education you started handing out to people uh, was in play before the Second World War. So, so there's a little bit of, of having a developing nation where women are given certain, certain like improved rights mm-hmm. while it's it's very much uh, a work in progress this whole industrializing and urbanization thing i think that's probably a little bit of that but now i can't remember all the details about when women got the rights to Isn't basically own their own property and uh-huh. stuff like that so um, I, I can't i can't really have a good historical perspective on <laughs> this here, about that. but essentially yes I, I would it would probably be true that women were empowered in Finland relatively speaking while this place was still like a you know terrible oh, poor developing fuck. country yeah absolutely and it's interesting you got it into I don't know why you got it in 1906 I mean in the UK we had like um, there was a huge battle for female voting rights with the suffragettes throwing themselves in front of horses and basically being very radical. Mm -hmm. And that was during the First World War when, you know, a lot of the men were fighting against, including my great-grandfather who sadly died on the battlefields. And uh, yeah, they were getting slaughtered. So women were having to do jobs and the same thing in the Second World War. But I don't know what the impetus was for you in 1906 to suddenly dish out the vote any idea? Well, I mean, one? there was, I mean, there was this constant back and forth struggle with the uh, Russian, the Russian empire, the and, and uh, being in, um, being favored by the Russian em- 
uh, emperors and not being favored. And then uh, when you once in a while were you know in favor, you could ask for certain rights. I, I mean, I'm butch- uh, I'm, I'm butchering this, but, but no, <laughs> I'm babbling. not. I'm not really making it up. But there, there was this like Something big, pissing the big divide off. between certain like yeah, 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 emperors yeah. and what uh, yeah, yeah. how much they like Finland and how much rights you got. So, um, so your grandmother probably wasn't around in 1906, but she was probably born quite soon after. I'm speculating, so don't, yeah. don't ask your age or your mother's age. <laughs> but I'm thinking that she is like a product of that, you know, she went through, I mean, they were hard times in Finland. You, you know, we talk about celebrating the 100 years, but, you know, 100 years ago, as you, you know, point out, you had the Civil War, which is short but bloody. Then you had your, your winter war and continuation. I mean, you had literally like 20, 20 years of sort of peace in between. Do you, I don't know, did she ever speak about the hardship of her life or did she, did she, I mean, she very casually said she brought up six children, which yeah. it, even <laughs> even bringing up two children is hardcore enough. And like, you know, I think... Even if you have voting rights. Even if you have voting rights. So, I mean, did she ever talk about her life and the hardship she had in the countryside? I don't feel, I don't feel that she kind of thought it was hard. It was just normal. That's how it, it was back in the days. Yeah. And I do think that one thing that uh, is... Uh, one feature about this strongness is uh, the practicality of Finnish women. Uh-huh. Uh, you do know that some na- nationalities think that, um, or women think that uh, you have to dress up and you, you know, be beautiful all the time because you don't know when you're going to meet the <laughs> man of your life. Like Absolutely. At any point when you go, oh, that's interesting, I, yeah. I know some nationalities that when you go out to so take the rubbish, way, you really. are going to look gorgeous uh-huh. all the time. Yeah, and yeah. then when, when you ask a Finnish lady, what does she think about that? She's like, well, what the hell? Uh, the man of my dreams is going to see when I'm really, really wasted. Yeah, She's yeah. going to help my hair when, I, when I'm puking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's going to see when I deliver yeah, yeah. his babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be with me all, all that time. So I want some, somebody who loves me the way that I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely buy into that. And uh, interesting enough, we had a photo shoot a couple of weeks ago or no, before Christmas. And uh, we saw the power of makeup in action, didn't we? Uh, but they had their makeup put on and they looked totally different, didn't they? I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it it's, like- it's, it's, it's a, you know, skill that people have been practicing for thousands of years, like different like Pharaoh. types of makeup and how it like reshapes your face essentially it's uh yeah it's very it's contouring weird. yeah contouring yes <laughs> it's crazy it. it's like crazy yeah. i mean it's crazy the transformation and like well, i understand it's a skill but well, I mean, okay but, but okay rather than continuing no, down the I path intro, of, of like picking picking, picking into pieces your like one and a half page essay here <laughs> uh, we could we could ask um I just have another point what, what she does other than uh, being a finnish woman what, what, what do you do? What's your thing? You, you, ha- you do have a blog and what's, what's yes. the focus there? And uh, yes, how so come you write about Finland? Uh, her Finland is a travel and a lifestyle book. Uh-huh. And uh, it uh, tries to help um, people enjoy Finland to the fullest. And I mean it in three ways. So money-wise, time-wise and also cultural-wise. And, and the kind of incentive came from the fact that when I was traveling uh-huh. or whenever I'm traveling, uh, I do find it quite difficult to pull up information that I would like to know. And then I started wondering that if I, if I'm having such a hard time finding, uh, the things, the cultural things that I want to find about, for example, Japan, uh, I wonder what's been written, uh, in the web about Finland and it turned out it was well, not that much. And that's how I started the book. Cool. And what are your favorite topics to, uh, 
the cultural side, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I just love people watching. And I do think, I do think that uh, from the marketing uh, point of view, um, Finnishness is one of our core things in Absolutely. Finland. Absolutely. And we I do love that. business on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do love that Joel is promoting it. Thank you very much. It's yes. not even paid advertising now. Well, this is true. <laughs> and, I and do it's, all, for, all for just such a big hearted yeah. 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 thing. It's been Finland. mentioned many times before by other people, but this it's funny how like things that Finnish things that succeed tend to be a little bit quirky, like metal music, for example. It's very, very different from the music from Sweden that's very successful. Mm. It's, you know, polished pop music and, and I love the quirkiness about us. Yeah, I think that's quirky. such a, yeah. such a great feature. It's interesting how Finnish people often we have like, I mean, we have a marketing, digital marketing agency as regular listeners probably know. And uh, regularly, and we have lots of like very Finnish clients, obviously. And um, often they don't even want to talk about their, I mean, I've had clients who remain nameless who wanted to pretend they were from Silicon Valley rather than, than Finland. And I was like, why? What are you, it's so generic. Mm. I mean, like, yeah, but the Finnishness is something to, to celebrate. I mean, I mean, you've got you're all the sort of stereotypes. Of course, stereotypes come are based on fact, and the, you know you have many, many good traits like you know, honesty, like technological technological awareness and uh, expertise. Yeah, uh, you know, in a way, I think this tell, this tells you more about Silicon Valley than it does about Finland, perhaps. Okay. And uh, the, the the fact that you use uh, the whole technology industry or a certain subset of it is very centered around Silicon Valley and the uh, you know um, rich assholes like Peter Thiel who happen oh, to be I around there. Stand yeah, yeah. no, yeah, but mm, yeah, finishness. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, of of the stories you've written, mm-hmm. which have proven to be most popular? Uh, it's absolutely um, Finnish dating ABC. Oh, really? And <laughs> ten reasons to love a Finnish man. Oh, there you go. That's mm. interesting, actually. The ten reasons to that's, love. That's my favourite, actually, <laughs> from all the posts. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Because we're talking about like strong, strong women and Finnish women, and actually, one. This is going to not make me very popular. But I have. Me- I just want to put a disclaimer on this. I have very many Finnish male friends, and I, mm. you know, I like you all. <laughs> but the the interesting not thing. All men. Interesting thing, uh, this, and I think this is factual, is that the um, I don't know any. I know many British people who are in Finland mm-hmm. because of uh, Finnish girls, yeah. women, Finnish women, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know any. I know I don't think I know any fin- British women who are in Finland because of Finnish men. So, and I think that is to an extent uh, an, uh, an example of the, the, the strength of Finnish, and another, another type of strength in the sense that, like Finnish women, have, I, um, as I understand it, have a greater tendency to go and live abroad, for example, mm. and meet. Whereas, so I don't know, I don't want to sort of characterise the entire male nation, but you know, another example, he's got himself a Finnish lady, haven't he? Didn't yes, Holly Bragg, the guy from <laughs> the national but, uh, national broadcaster who sees today with us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so n- I don't know, no, if- but, but I mean, I, I would actually here's one generalization I can actually sort of uh, live with, and that would be about Finnish men and sociability. And I would argue that um, there are certain aspects of the Finnish like zi- psyche or culture where men are sort of at a disadvantage because Finnish men speaking, uh, combined with like male like stereotypes and uh, the way you're not equipped to be, be an emotionally healthy person if you're like raised as a man in many uh, yeah. in many aspects i think that mm. might that sort of added um, introversion might 
might be quite unhelpful when you're abroad. In so you think society culture. has mm. contributed to Finnish men's inability to pull British women? Uh, perhaps. Yeah. But, what, what, but I'm, I'm sort of more more into the... They probably got the, away uh, lightly, to be honest with you. It's not like... Um, but yeah. what, what, uh, what, what things, for example? You talk about their emotional... Uh, their, okay, so we have this thing where, um, I mean... You, you you've uh, made it quite well in Finland. You, you're Thank you're very popular much, and, and you're, you're a jug- oh, no, stop and it. when, stop you, when, it, you, when you run an agency with someone like you, you're sort of a juggling monkey we bring to clients, and and everybody loves it <laughs> because, because I just you love sentence. how things are away. Yes, because <laughs> did, 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 people did, who are did, not did, did. of the sort of very um, the sulking Finnish sort of non non extroversion yeah. that's uh-huh. very typical. Uh, people like them tend to break the ice a little bit. And I think I actually prefer to have in my social circles these days, like people who are not from Finland, because I find it like easier to to communicate with people overall when you have people who are a little bit more happy to speak. And I think I think like um, actually that Finnish men uh, don't don't really uh, live up to their potential, because I think men are raised with certain um, expectations about how how you should be and that combined with a very introverted culture sometimes leads to uh, to sort of isolation and isolation and stuff oh, and, and i think women uh, women, women overall uh, sort of have a healthier uh, healthier idea of, of sociability and how you build uh, like meaningful social relationships and stuff deep friendships well i mean i would argue about uh, that it's about this thing that's generally called toxic max- masculinity. What you where, think that Finnish you, men have to be uber masculine? No, uh, but you don't have, uh, you don't need to be uber masculine in, in many senses of the word, but um, you, you, you sort of are expected to be, uh, to be quiet and you don't, have essentially good tools for forming lasting, so lasting you're, meaningful you're, are relationships. Are you saying then that you're not equipped to have a relationship because you're taught to be like you're taught to be like stoic and silent and yes. not show emotions? But that's yes. the same in the UK. We're yeah, talking about yeah, the and it's much worse. But, but also, but also, you you come from a culture where you can go outside uh, on, on the street and even even if you're like a, a terrible loner who's say eight years old and haven't seen people in a week, you can have a small talk with with someone yeah. and uh, <laughs> you you get to talk to people every once in this a while. This is true. This is true. Yeah, and I have to say, uh, it is it's, it is true that uh, uh, Finnish men maybe maybe do not talk so much, um, but you have to read between the lines. And this is what I'm trying to say in my blog. Oh, I see. That when when your Finnish man writes to you that okay, see you tomorrow, and he's been on a business trip for uh-huh. one week, uh-huh. it means oh, I, I miss you like crazy. Yeah. I love you so much, and I will like <laughs> I have you in my arms when I'm. <laughs> home. I think so you give him a lot of you, credit for that. You just sure. need to read be, um, between right, the lines. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And I do like to promote Finnish men because I do think they are awesome. Yeah. They are oh, modern nice, spices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in, and, many, uh, in, many, in many ways, I think uh, Finnish men uh while we have a sort of culture that doesn't really uh like give us the tools for like urban urban communities and stuff like that i, I do think we're very lucky in, in many in many ways in in terms of how we're not expected to be a macho in the same ways as uh, as people in many other countries or men in many other countries but i think you're you're macho in different ways i, I mean you you're macho this... in the fort you chop down trees yeah. you kill shit there's, there's, i mean there you're, are like, aspects you're like practically like macho rather and, than and just you're also, around. and you're also put into force 
labor. This is a very unpopular opinion, but you're, you're also as a man when you're 18 years old and you're, you're supposed to build your own life and relationships you put into, you are being put into forced labor for a year for but the for your army. Uh, yeah. And then we, we can, of course, I don't want to, talk defense policy, national <laughs> no, security policy right here. But, but of course there are reasons for that, but it's also one of these things that, um, I would argue, uh, creates, um, problems. For example, when you hang around Finnish men, you know, this, that one of the few like topics of actual small talk are it's stories army. about military. Really? So, yeah. I've had, yeah. it's interesting. I've got all, a lot of all my Finnish male friends. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and, they're, uh, not, they're not very culture, and a lot of them are working the sort of. And cultural. I do think that military and the way th things are carried there nowadays, it's it's better than it has been before. I wouldn't know. I haven't spent a day there because I was like, "Fuck this shit!" When I sort of realized that I'm expected to do that, and I I didn't do military service; I did civilian service. But um, I had, you had did I lose my thread again? You did, and, I think. But th that's good because audio is easy to edit. But <laughs> do you know what is the equivalent of uh, military story? Mm -hmm. to Finnish ladies Ooh, no. giving birth yes. Ooh, stories. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's yeah, the same that's thing. That's hardcore. When, yeah, when yeah. it's like when you're 18 uh, to 20 and a Finnish uh, girl, all you hear is uh, like your friends who are men talking about their army time. Uh -huh. Just wait when you give birth. <laughs> then it's all about talking about that. my dad saying, Actually, I don't know why women moan about having given birth. I've had a wisdom teeth pulled out and they should feel the pain of that. I was like, dad, shut up. <laughs> So yeah, I can totally imagine that is that is a lot more hardcore in that sense. But like yeah, um, yeah, but but I mean, what I was going to say is that in the army you still have, although it's 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 better in these days, you still are surrounded by in in a critical part of your life when you're growing up, mm -hmm. you're surrounded by attitudes and ways to use language and racist stereotypes and shit like that that wouldn't essentially fly anywhere else in society. I and you also get this leadership that's essentially considered utter bullshit in most like say technology companies with flat organizations and uh, you, you could go on and theorize about the F Finnish military way of teaching leadership that's supposed to be a marketable skill on, on your CV. I could not bear, my, I have three generations of my, my grandparents, my grandpa great parents were grandparents in the army, my grandparents were in the army and the air force, my dad was in the navy and when I was a kid my dad used to say to me, when you join the navy it'll make a man out of you. Like, I'm not joining the navy, I'm not interested, I'm not in, I can't, the idea of stupid people telling me what to do mm -hmm. is why this is the reason I got my own company. Yes. I can't bear idiots telling me, ever <laughs> since I've been a kid, I can't bear idiots and that is the, how it functions, all these, you have stupid people not even telling you what to do but shouting at you what to do. So I can yes. bet any of that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good point about Finnish men being in their formative years being shouted at by idiots. But um, I don't know if like, um, is that an excuse though? I mean, I don't know. Excuse for what? Well, for being so silent and more, more interesting. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I actually like the fact that you don't have to constantly like have this verbal jousting with Finnish blokes. Like mm. in the UK, you're constantly, they have this whole word for it, like this banter thing. I mean, you know about this, don't you? Yeah. Where basically it's just like, you're constantly taking and piss out of each other. There's mm. no like, there's no depth. It's just like you go into a room of blokes, and it's who can make the other people laugh at the other people. Okay. Not but most, to, to make a really like rough really, caricature really here dull. is that you know Finnish men sometimes tend to sort of disappear from their social circles when they have when they're 25 and they have a big like first serious relationship, and then in, in the, wor the worst case scenario is that they disappear, you know, permanently, and they're they're into this family shit for 15 years, and then they emerge from the ruins of family life. As, <laughs> 
has 40 <laughs> somethings and then you know the sort of surprise that life is fucking lonely because uh, that's a very bleak description like the extreme Finnish version of suburbanization combined with uh, with not, not having maybe good ways to to hang out with people uh, after work like you, you can't easily go to to pubs and stuff with colleagues and, mm, and because you're true. surrounded by shopping centers oh, and, and things like that. I mean, the, my ideas about these things are basically a little bit like tilted towards toward this but hey um before we uh, get lost into further stereotypes which we all seem to be peddling to a little bit could you Varpo, could you tell us a little bit about yourself other other than you know your blogging stuff what, what's your what's your background what's your professional career and stuff like like that well sure um i'm an engineer mm-hmm. which explains oh, a lot <laughs> didn't expect that what does it explain <laughs> and um well i i studied in finland uh, i'm a full fin mm-hmm. um i've been doing an au pairing in in uk all right cool. uh, when Where i was um in uh, brighton all right very nice you went to brighton there's no pair and you didn't find yourself a british gentleman he <laughs> <laughs> was not the only Finnish girl every Finnish girl I know has gone to Brighton has come back with an English bloke it's like I used to think it was some sort of d- d- government program where they send <laughs> girls over there to enhance Finnish DNA just to find British blokes but, but it was horrible of course because everybody says that uh hello sweetheart and so on yeah, I yeah. was like oh my god these people love me <laughs> and then I realized that it's oh it's nothing it's, it's nothing it's shallow if this as was fuck. a cor- if this was a government <laughs> conspiracy program it would be like the shittiest one ever because you're uh, like combining the DNA of an isolated outpost of, of pseudo Europe with a fucking island like, nation that's like <laughs> yeah we're a bastard island nation it's the fucking thing about like British, na- British or English nationalism it's such bullshit we're like one of the most bastard nations on earth we've got yeah. waves of like Romans Celts you know we've got like the Anglo-Saxons the Vikings the idea that it's some like the only real Brit are basically the Celts aren't they I agree with that absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I mean it's all bullshit and like um what was my point about the, yeah, oh yeah, the small talk thing. I think that's really funny and that's like happens all the time. But, and even though when I go back to the UK, I know it's bullshit, mm. but I still like it. I realise I still like it. I go back, I'm going to Sainsbury's and I have like a 15 minute conversation with a till girl. She doesn't give a fuck about me. She's asking, how are you? Oh, shitty day. And she starts talking about the weather, her family. And I know ultimately she doesn't care, but I realise I really miss that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I miss that, that, like, that's, that's just, the thing about small talk. It's sort of a, it's, still a human it's, it's sort like of a fun, it. it's, yeah. it's a fun function where you, whether you like it or not, you have social interactions. And we, well, we know about the human brain is that people should interact with other people because you're, you're healthier that way. Well, I saw an interesting TED talk about uh, the top factors that keep you living to 100. Mm-hmm. They did a massive piece of research and they're all the things you think are obvious, like no mm-hmm. drinking, smoking, yeah. exercise, all that shit. But the top one, the very top, was speaking to as many, speak, having a circle of people you speak to on yeah. a regular basis. And it doesn't even have to be family or friends. It can merely be the girl in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Just having conversations with people throughout the day and speaking to people and engaging in human activity. So, I mean, based on that, we Bad should be fucking dying at 50 years us. old. It's like, how on earth do you live past seven? But hey, you said you're an engineer. Well, what's what's your field? What's what do you do? Um, uh, industrial management. Uh, it's like you go to technical university and study economics as your major, mm-hmm. so you can have have the master of science uh, title, but you're economical, like economics person. Okay, so, <laughs> so okay, that's so a mixture you... of uh, uh, learning technical stuff as a minor, and mm-hmm. then as a major, I studied e- economics. 
Okay, so so you, you can I basically. Your, I think your baby, your daughter's arrived. For sure. <laughs> there you go. That's a perfect timing, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have. Oh, you need to. You need to leave now to do your. your what, nursing. How to, how to, nursing. So should we? Uh, should we? Yeah. Okay. So we'll hold fire. We're going to go away for a little while. We're not going to go away. No. No one will know who's listening to because yeah, the master so they're going of to editing. Go now because you, you made it un- un- impossible to edit this away. <laughs> but I mean, no Clever. one cares. So yeah. go ahead. Okay. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say you could go and do your thing. And we'll be back in however long it takes. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Fifteen minute intermission. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Four, three, two, one. The case, I don't know. We have no data or research on this, but we don't. We shy away from that in the podcast. Yes, we, we do. do. We use that in our professional lives. I want to say that, but in uh, in our podcast, we just guess, and uh-huh. we are guessing that, or certainly like uh, we were talking about, like going back to the Finnish men thing and the Finnish women. How, in my experience, there are no. I don't know any, or maybe I know one one British woman who has a Finnish man, but we know quite a few Finnish men who have women from other countries, Mm. such as, say, for example, Thailand or Russia or countries where historically... I don't want to offend, I'm probably offending fuck everyone, (laughs) but like countries where historically women may be considered like more pliable to men asking for a cup of tea or something. So what do you, do you think that's a consequence of either Thomas's, oh, it's really difficult being a Finnish man because we're told to be mm, like that's or is it because <laughs> Finnish women are like too strong in their opinions? Ah, such a lovely question. <laughs> I just I love try. the interlude. I try. <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> what could I say? I do feel that it's a bit of a harsh uh, picture that we painted with the Finnish Finnish men. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I think um, everybody finds love. This is true in the oddest of places, uh-huh. and um, sometimes uh, it comes from Russia or Thailand or uh-huh. or Finland. This is very true. So, but do you think men are more inclined to look in those places because some men are? Yeah. But uh, isn't this the case in any any country? Absolutely, really? absolutely. So I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say just, that it's just Finnish men. Yeah. It's it's many men looking well, in the eastern everywhere. side of uh, of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do you know any any Finnish men who've gone down that road? Do you know any Finnish men who've gone down there? Eastern uh, European no, I, I don't, road. I don't mingle with married people. Sorry, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> don't mingle with men. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You don't mingle with married no, people. No, that was a jo- no. That's just that. Uh, sort of, Carlyle. That's Honestly, a caricature of my FYI. social life. But, married but no. people are allowed to live in Carlyle. Yes. Uh, uh, I I um, I work in with the Baltics and and Russians, uh, so I I do know. Um, both ways, like uh-huh. marriages that are with a Finnish man and a Russian or Baltic lady or or vice versa. And uh, to me, it's like genuine 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, interesting you should say that. I was in a, in a book uh, a couple of years ago called Ussi Sormalize It, which I probably pronounced either really badly. How was that? No, that was, that was fairly, we can brush your ego a little bit. That was fairly okay. Was it? Okay, thank you very much. Sometimes happens. Yes. Have you got that recorded, Uli? Have you got that? Believe <laughs> <For laughs> me, my first well-pronounced Sormi sentence, not even a sentence, two mm. words, but it was a, basically a book by uh, about by a uh, Helsinki Sanomite journalist and it wanted to get rid of the preconceptions about immigrants and it was um uh, it was it was love stories of immigrants basically mm-hmm. uh, one being Finnish and other the other being from another country and there was a, a friends of ours who one one is a, a Finnish guy and he's got a Filipino wife and they fulfill all the stereotypes you would expect of like oh yeah she's younger and he's gone there and they've mm-hmm. gone they've gone to I mean people have certain preconceptions yeah exactly but it's bullshit he was a photographer he went to the Philippines they fell in love and it was just like as you're saying so there are definitely definitely preconceptions about that that whole thing which aren't necessarily born out in in uh, in reality yeah we do have to look at some you know actual graphs and and read read I statistics graphs, and, and then gra- study the statistics but i think the statistics do show that, f- that when it comes to i think it's statistically the case that finnish women do tend to marry go west and whereas finnish men tend to go east yeah uh, i mean uh, you might be right i think it if, is right. if i'm yeah? if i'm to throw out a sort of I was standing over the other side of the room so I wouldn't get dragged into this. <laughs> <laughs> the most diplomatic answer of the day so far. Uh, yeah. um, this is just another guess from my part. If you're uh-huh. going to like silly guesses territory. Scientifically silly guesses. Joel expressed this thing where there's a recurring theme of women going to English-speaking countries like Australia or, or Britain or whatever and, and bringing home men. I suppose we do speak pretty decent English. I mean, it's it's easy to socialize in these countries if you mm. have a sort of decent grasp of English compared to, you know, say the French who watch, <laughs> watch fucking dark movies. <laughs> uh, oh, really? and things like that. So, I mean, Finnish people tend to be a little self-conscious about their English maybe because of, you know, maybe a little bit of an accent. People have excellent uh, like vocabularies and stuff. And yeah. I English. also, I know this is probably controversial as well, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I also think the blondness is an issue. I, I I don't know. I don't know how. Like, uh, I think because uh, you know, Finnish girls do have a. Ten- I mean, you are the blondest nation on earth, to be mm. fair, and that's in the book as well. That's mm. actually statistically the case. Yeah. So that's yeah. not, not silly. Yeah, that's actually true. And uh, I think there is a certain like you know, I think uh, when when blonde girls, women, sorry, when blonde women go to to the Anglo-speaking countries, I think that's. Do you think that's fair? Blonde blonde girls <laughs> go to blonde <laughs> girls going to Anglo or not English-speaking countries. They definitely get a lot more attention, yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, it's not just me. <laughs> 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 that, uh, yeah. so, so I think those two things in in in, uh, in complement each other. So the English speaking and the, mm. the, the mm. hair color. <laughs> yeah, in the industrial engineer side, I would say that there's so much more, much more in the market that the market is looking for for blonde women in general. So there is a pool of the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in, in your engineering group, were there many... Um, Were many women, or was it? Was it? Uh, it very- in industrial and in industrial management, we are around fifty-fifty. But in, are you? In, no yeah, way. Yeah. Well, that, even that is a sort of reflection upon the sort of way that Finnish society women women in Finnish society. I mean, because I don't think 
But in the technical university, oh, right, it's you... 80% men and 20% right, okay. uh, women. Is that the ones who wear the overalls with loads of adverts on them? Uh, sorry? Is that the ones who wear the overalls? With loads yeah, of, yeah, that's me. That's you, that, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I would never think you We had those white overalls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're still from Alt. Uh, I'm from Tampere. Tampere. Technical oh, Tampere. Okay, yeah. so no, not that, not Ota Onnela. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. Those are the, they're, yeah. re, they're interesting. Those whole that whole. It's a whole different. That's like, a whole, yeah, that's hardcore. Club. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I never really understood the difference with the color coding. Yeah. So there's is there's the what the colors mean something. Do they? The color means which uh, uh, major are you majoring? Which um, right? Okay, and subject. white is industrial engineering uh, in Tampere. Right. Okay. In in. Um, in Otaniemi, in Helsinki region, it's white with a rainbow mark. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. yeah. And it, with a pink, it's uh, machinery and automation is yellow, at least I in Tampere. I love that pink is machinery. Yeah. <laughs> That's such an unlikely... It's such a manly colour. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting you should say that. Uh, this is a really useless fact for oh, the day. I know that. I know what you're saying. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you're going to steal my thunder. You're <laughs> not going to steal can my I thunder. Say what you're... Oh, go on then. Did you know that uh, the British uh, babies used to uh, wear pink? This is true. They are. Uh, baby boys. It is very true. Yeah, yeah pink was uh, Victorians had pink for boys and blue for girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there you go. Yes. Take that gender stereotype. I'm the queen of weird facts. Yeah. Okay. We are. Uh, I don't know how much material we have because I left this running, but. Um, I think well, I think we've covered quite a lot. Is there anything else you'd like to, like to contribute to? I think we covered and insulted pretty much anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone. Sorry, please send any feedback to joel.willens.inktang.fi. I just want to say that, I mean, if anyone was offended, then just blame Thomas for coming up with a podcast idea yes. in the first place. Well, <laughs> yes, that's like, all, it's all my fault. Yeah, thoughts, I know, we love you I, all, of course. Uh, we love yes, you all, yes. and I think everyone's wonderful. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Well, okay, think, but let's wrap this thing yeah, up with a couple of recommendations. I mean, basically, we have this thing where we uh, try to, uh, I basically want people to listen to more, more podcasts, but if you've read anything, seen any good movie, read a good book, anything in, in the recent year or whatever, uh, and you, you want to mention it, uh, be my guest. Okay. I have one recommendation. Mm-hmm. I recently read a book called uh, How to Learn Anything in 48 Hours. Oh, wow. That's a bold claim. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. And it was all about these memorization tricks. Oh, okay, sure. And that's how I came up with my Instagram series of uh, trying to teach a bit of Finnish. Oh, right, nice. And uh, because I learned a bunch of memorizing tricks. And oh. the reason why I, st- I started this uh, memorizing thing was the fact that when I turned 30, my uh, awesome memory just went downhill. Uh, right, so no as an engineer, I started to research a lot. And this is a really fun book and really good tips on how to remember and learn stuff. Oh, well, where can right, people cool. find your your series on Instagram? Uh, at um, Her Finland. Just okay. type that awesome. in Instagram, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that book because that's very much something I need. It's funny how you go through through an award-winning school system and they never teach you how to actually study. Yeah, Isn't it's it? really good. It's Tansel Ali, I believe, and he was a Australian 
memory champion or oh, something. Right. He's like, like he, the memory king of memory land. Exactly. And I think he uh, memorized Sydney fo- uh, phone books. Oh, there's Holy always one, shit. isn't there? There's like, always one. Who, that's one of the most a, useless skills you could possibly <laughs> dedicate your life but to. But it's so it's good. I just right, love okay, cool. uh, his tips. Yeah, 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 cool. That's cool. That sounds awesome. good. Definitely look, sounds look good for all. a link in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sounds like a, like a winner. Joel, do you have anything? I do. I have, I'm a bit of a cheat one, actually. I'm recommending a book that Anna, my wife, read. <laughs> I haven't even read it. But the reason I'm recommending it is because she was so addicted to it. And you heard a summary. And I heard, I didn't even, I just saw a slight summary, but she, the fact, her, the way she read it, she reads a lot of books, but she read it with like basically blanking me, or maybe it was an excuse just to blank me, but she read a book so much, so intensively, for, it's about 800 pages, uh, in such a short period of time that it must be good. So mm-hmm. it's called A Little Life by Hanya Yana Gihara. Have you heard of that? No, it's an 800 page epic about three blokes in New York and, the, and it made I think it, it basically talks about it's a lot of about like mortality and how quickly life passes mm. and it seems to be to when I uh, it seems that to her I think she really sort of she really considered the really the meaning of life after which is, is quite deep so that's a recommendation I haven't read it could be crap could be terrible if it is don't blame me but if it's brilliant I'll take all the, all the yeah. glory and just a reminder we're all Shorter breath and one day closer to death. This is quote Pink Floyd. And <laughs> okay, so finally, big... my recommendation is a podcast called The Assassination. It's a series produced by uh, one of the BBC's uh, correspondents. He tells the story of um, Pakistan's first female prime minister, Benazir Bhutto, who... Uh, <clears throat> As it turns out, was assass- assassinated like Clue 10 years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, in, in a big, big ball of, of fire, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, it tells, and it's a bit pretty good um, um, deconstruction of like post-colonial politi- politics in, in Pakistan. Is that, are you looking at me again? Is that, a blame eye? Is that the blame eyes coming towards me with the post-colonial stuff? No, oh, oh, constantly. You're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> I mean, as, as, I, as I promised before Christmas, we, we're going to go hardcore political at some yeah. point. Are we going to talk about cricket, together. railways, but, the English language yes, education? Yes, yes, that's that's all lovely. But, <laughs> but essentially, but we're talking about uh, these uh, the, the class structure in, in Pakistan and uh, and how this uh, one family uh, or several dynasties. Have a very important role in Pakistani society, and it of course leads up to um, a very horrific events. So yeah, it's, yeah, cool. uh, it's an exciting listen, and the episodes are shorter than ours, uh, about about ten to twenty minutes. So it's a wow. it's a good listen for anyone's commute. Hmm. The the assassination. Look for it anywhere you listen to good podcasts. Very good, cool. Yeah, all right. And okay. uh, how do we have enough like uh, generalizations? And I think uh, so. for one week, I think so. Silly scientific facts. Well, thank you very and, much uh, for coming. Thank you. And thank uh, you. for sharing your thoughts. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. If there's anyone left other than my mum. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look at the uh, Apple just launched analytics for podcasts. Oh, so did I'm gonna, they? I'm, I'm going right, to check fantastic. Yeah. All right, good stuff. So yeah, and we'll be, well, I don't know if we're going to do now. We have actually, I've got, there is a possibility of doing one next week as well. So we're, we're pumping out the podcast like you wouldn't uh, believe now. But Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, basically, uh, if, if we're smart, we're going to wait until the story's up on Wiley's site and then yeah, yeah, we can yeah. link to that. Cool. And, but uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. thank you very much for listening. Humble brag. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you all. Oh, I won't see you always say this we'll hear from you or you'll hear us sometime in the future so get us party and on and also hey we want to get hey the, this uh, Irish guy who's been you, here all along you propose, introduce we, we, yourself uh, actually yes, uh, you uh, introduce that was my point exactly what, what, what's your name sir uh, Ronan 
Roland from White. No, and, Rowan. Uh, <laughs> Rowan. Ro- Rowan. Yeah. No, neither of you are right. Ronan. Oh, Ronan. <laughs> so R O N. That like, makes his famous uh, feel uh, so much. Like I'll be calling you. Yeah, Ronan. I should have huh. known that. Ronan, uh, okay. But that's also the lead singer of. Ronan. Um, yes, Ronan. Of course, the lead yeah, singer yeah, yeah. of. Um, who is it? The lead singer of uh, what's the uh, famous Ronan Irish Keating. Uh, Ronan Keating. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't want to answer that question because my my life has been nothing but a long history of people singing uh, Ronan Keating songs. <laughs> I can't even with the band. I, can't, I know, he's, who is it? Uh, Boyzone. Boyzone. But yeah. he also had a solo Man. career in well, the late yeah, 90s, which I've is got, what I remember. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, Roan and Keating, yeah. I can't believe we've ended this podcast on Roan and Keating. But that's <laughs> that's where that's what you get. That's uh, If you're uh, if any, anyone's still listening, that's what they sign up for, basically. Yeah, so. perfect. All okay, right, thanks hey, very thank much. you, everyone. Thank you. Bye, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Very Finish Problems podcast. Please send any feedback to verifinishproblems at inktank.fi. This program is published by Inktank Media and produced by Thomas Nyberg. Inktank Media is a digital marketing and communications agency which specializes in copywriting, storytelling and social media. Find out more on our website inktankmedia.fi. While this podcast isn't an advertisement, we do occasionally interview representatives of companies we have a business relationship with. Thanks again for listening.